My guests for this episode are Bridget and Haley from the experimental indie duo OK Cool. Um, the band has been around for just a couple of years. They were a project of the pandemic. Bridget and Haley have both been involved in the uh, music scene here in Chicago before that, um, but this is really kind of their their main thing that they're doing now. Um, and they just put out a really cool little two-song EP. Uh, The track we just heard was Time and a Half, uh, which they also produced a really cool video for. And um, let's get into it and talk about uh, this new release. Yeah, so we just put out um, a two-song, little two-song EP called Songs from the Spare Room. Um, And it kind of just came together post-pandemic from a couple of our buddies that reached out to us and, and kind of offered up some cool services like recording for for hanging out and nice. kind of a new studio. And then um, we won like a cover art contest. And then our friend Joe, we struck up a deal with him to do a music video. So it all just came together really organically from kind of the time throughout the pandemic. And and we just kind of wanted to document that time with a little two song thing. So yeah, yeah, it's great stuff. Um, I, I read the bio, I think it was from the review and like all these little keywords of like emo and shoegaze and then mm-hmm. um, shredding and noodling and math rock. And um, it, it's interesting that the sound I, I hear, because the, the first uh, stuff you guys sent, like the five finger exploding heart technique stuff off of the surrealist EP really caught my ear because the, the vocals and just like, just you guys are you're phenomenal musicians. Um, oh, thank you so much. That's so nice. And uh, you know, I'm not saying that to blow smoke up your ass. Um, it's, right, right. I, I mean that necessarily like it's it really is, is good stuff, you know? Thanks. Um, and then this material, um, it, it's like you know you can say i guess it's maturing um but this has that sort of uh like Haley was just saying about you know just kind of like reacting to the pan and being done with the pandemic or having yeah. lived through what they're saying it's over right so the that that, that phase of it at least uh pandemic as as a past uh experience um 
I wanted to talk about the videos though, because those are really, really cool. How, how did the, the sort of the thought process behind the visual imagery come to place for that? Uh, so for the most part, um, we won that cover art contest and this guy, he was super nice. His name's Josh. Yeah. Um, he kind of helped design with us. Uh, okay. he, had, he had the idea to go with like Mac Miller type uh, mm -hmm. art. And he wanted to try kind of like a doodly thing. And we thought that was a really good fit for yeah. kind of the, I, I don't know, not, not that it doesn't have a serious nature, but just kind of the, the looseness of these two songs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a playful nature to them. And so I think mm -hmm. that the cartoon, I mean, paired with the fact that our last uh, release was kind of a photo, I think it's always nice to shake things up. Um, yeah. And like, I think, you know, two songs as opposed to an EP, there's a lot less pressure on it. And so I think we were fine with like, we really just kind of said, you know, I think do something cartoony and, and see and listen to the songs and see what that does for you. And so he came back with pretty much this. Okay. Um, just kind of thinking about like certain imagery that grabbed him in the songs and kind of transformed him into, I really also like that it's all just part of a room because it kind of ties back into that title. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I like the idea of someone taking it and kind of putting their own spin on something. We like that in terms of production too. We really like, the fact that we always have it mixed and mastered by someone that's not us not yeah. only because we don't have those skills but because i like especially after spending so much time it. yeah and after right. spending so much time with something and like listening you're too close to, to it, your yeah. own thing you're way too close to it and i think yeah. like someone else's spice in something can really just carry it the rest of the way yeah that hit me too um the production values is different and uh it was good you know like i said that everything was like really crisp and nice. and going back to the videos the videos really captured my attention I was like okay these are like old school for me like almost like these old school 80s sort of vibe of uh, when music videos sort of came out and things were a bit more um experimental you know um so people yeah. were mixing in stop animation or like you know cutouts like monty python sesame street kind of stuff going on right. with like video overlays and all that. And, and that kind of like fun, playful vibe that you guys were talking about. Um, it, it's, it's cool. It's, it's something that you, it, not, you don't expect it. Um, yeah. And that that's kind of, I think something that's an element of, of what you, you guys have as a duo too, is um, you don't know what's really to expect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are playing, I would play on that really well. So. well. A lot of the credit for that video and the ideas there comes from Joe Boffman, our buddy that we struck up a deal with there. And he's just like such a creative genius. Um, yeah. He has a couple bands of his own and he just does like the wackiest shit. And he's like the coolest guy. Yeah. So okay. he, he kind of offered to do stop motion for us. And we were like, that is amazing. Like, absolutely. Yeah. We were, we've never, you know, done it's a lot video. Of work too. That extensive yeah. Oh yeah. He's yeah. Right. He's crazy. He's Passionate. like crippling back pain and neck pain from doing stop motion. Like this guy's nuts. Right. He's great. And he's awesome. And he, he put in so much time and effort with us and we really, really appreciate him. So we appreciate him. Shout out Joe. And yeah. uh, that's another thing where we, again, didn't really have any conceptions of, Right, Haley? Like, we didn't have any, like, really big ideas of what we wanted to do. We just knew no. we wanted to make something yeah. that would emulate the song. Yeah, he, so he looked at he the cover. The... Yeah. yeah, we trusted kind of his creative mind, and he kind of listened to the song, and he said, this is what I'm seeing. Right. And we were like, yeah. So we had a couple of <laughs> meetings where we talked about it, but for the most part, he kind of just ran with it. And, it, I mean, it just was so fun to do. So it turned out really great, I think. Yeah, it's great stuff. Um, 
So these two tunes that you released, are they going to be part of a bigger collection down the road or it just, you wanted to get these two tunes done and that's it. Um, I'm just curious, like if there's more, more uh, entertainment coming down the road soon. (laughs) Entertainment. Yeah, there's definitely more stuff, but I think like these two can just kind of live on their own. I think like also because of like, we take so long between when initially we write the song to putting it out. I right. think that by the time that happens, we're already kind of thinking about another round of things. Okay. Um, you know, we're we're looking to record again sometime this summer because mm-hmm. like we just got a, another batch going, and now my mind's just kind of on those now. And so I think like it's tempting to kind of use stuff more than once, but I really like the idea that well, I always just keep pushing forward and, and seeing how things can evolve. So it's almost like an episodic thing. Like this is just where yeah. you guys are at right now, as opposed to, Hey, we're going to make an album. Uh, let's sit down and write an album and wait a year and then release it. Um, this is what's more just kind of documentation of your creativity at the time. And the, these are the, the results. And yeah, this, good. this one really feels like a, a kind of pandemic timestamp and kind of like, right. all right, that sucked. That's how right. we felt. <laughs> right. That's it, we're done processing now. Bye. <laughs> yeah, now we're processing different feelings and being in the weird tail end of this. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Getting back to whatever this new normal is, right? Yeah. Um, how did um the the project for Okay Cool uh kind of get going? Was it just sort of a side project or something you just wanted to start during pandemic because you're bored or um where, where I guess where was the uh, impetus for uh, getting it off the ground? That definitely really took a took a lift off during the pandemic because Bridget was kind of in my in my close knit circle, you know, in the early days. It was like don't right. leave your, your house bubble, and, right? Yeah, we mm-hmm. yeah, literally yeah, we were in we were in the <laughs> same bubble of like our three right. friends. So that kind of was, you know the only thing we had going on, and I wasn't working, and she wasn't working. So okay, kind of we started with just like jam sessions, and I think it just kind of took off from there. Yeah, I don't even know if we're really meeting. Th- to do a band or anything but we just had again that energy and that like restless creative energy and we we couldn't meet with with the band we were in at the time because it was like five people spread out and just like pandemic prevented that but we still wanted to to make something creative um so i think like early pandemic we made our uh the songs that would become our three song ep anomia um (laughs) and then like we ended up making that we're like shit i think this is like real like i think there is something here um mm-hmm. yeah kind of all of our ideas just start with like us looking at each other like like a sitcom and we're like what if we do it? <laughs> kind of be that's like a setup for each episode <laughs> the adventures Honestly, right that's how take a hike started too we were just like right. shit talking what, <laughs> what if we made a record <laughs> and then we were like shit now we have to do uh, this so. yeah <laughs> gotta yeah, get up I off have- the couch yeah we like yeah. just like I think you have to we're not motivated by a lot that isn't you know the arts stuff like that so i think like creating fun new challenges for ourselves is kind of the reason we landed into a lot of this like okay kind of want to see what we can do even though we might not necess- not necessarily have any business doing it because like when we were doing it in when we first started like writing anything in like 2020 2019 yeah I, what do you think Haley? what year god i don't know i don't know one of them right um what year is I, it? we hadn't written like our own song i hadn't written my own song Haley. i don't know if you had before but we like had, some shitty little demos we shared them yeah some very just very basic stuff. things but yeah. like i i don't know i had already just kind of assumed i just couldn't really think like that like 
it's very daunting the entire like songwriting idea if if you've never done it before and it still is to some extent but like well it's so because when you start like it's gonna be bad like you're not gonna make (laughs) your first thing you ever do so bad it was so bad like like, also discouraging but then it's like you can't get better unless you do it and you have fun doing it so right yeah it's like you just have to dig in the rock for a long time before you can get maybe like one gem that is like somewhat salvageable that's how i felt at least yeah. when i was like because also i started i had no recording equipment i still don't have a lot but like i had no recording equipment so like hmm. the demos i was making in like garage band were just like my my laptop speaker was recording it and it sounded <laughs> terrible. i had no pedals i had nothing like right and also, I I had never sung like that before. I never considered myself a singer. That was always, like, honestly, like, an embarrassing thing that I had kind of shied away from in the past because I just assumed I it mm-hmm. wouldn't get better. I think, like, I still a little bit kind of have this belief where maybe it is something intrinsic in somebody to be a really good singer. But, like, I since we started doing this, I just sang in the, I sing in the car, like, every day because I just, well, like, good so badly to not be bad right and that's how you get better right just repetition and yeah and like tenacity and you know what else is like you know listening to a lot of music that i wanted to emulate um or that i wanted to be like and singing along to that and seeing how they can reach these notes or like do the thing where you're making your voice a little bit scratchy um Mm kind of a very like typically like male associated thing but so like guttural me, stuff or just to me like different that techniques. kind of like yeah. almost screamy yelly thing became way easier than trying to be delicate and like the first ep was me trying to be delicate and trying to sing like how i thought i should and then the second ep is Being me yourself. kind of embracing that it doesn't really have to be like yeah, we, we definitely ironed some more things out as we went along and i think yeah. we definitely score as we go yeah and that's the cool thing is like if you can if you're open to kind of changing yourself and and like going with the flow and what feels right rather than maybe what you you want it to be initially or what you think it should be um because what else i did like for that second ep was that i decided to double the vocals rather than just have it be front and center right um because at the time like when in the time we're making surrealist i was getting into more experimental stuff like spirit of the beehive and i was really like I was just like obsessed with how they decided to do the mix in a way that is a little bit more non-conventional. Um, for anyone who doesn't know what that band is, they're kind of more experimental indie. They do a lot of wacky things uh, with electronics and sampling that I can't even describe. They're very cool. Um, and for me, like I wanted to see more examples of people doing weird things and things that didn't line up with the norm because I couldn't make myself fit the norm. And it's not like I'm saying anything we did is like <laughs> that out there, but for me, who thought I had to be front like front and center and sing like everyone else, it was a very comforting thing to realize I could put mm-hmm. I can put the vocals in the song in a way that is not so it doesn't feel so naked almost. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Um I, I one thing that's been consistent between the EP, the surrealist, and then this newer stuff too, the vocals are really strong. I mean oh, whether you're you. doubling or you use some harmonies yeah. that you're going through in there too. Um, that's one of the things that catches a listener's ear right away too. I mean, that's always, I mean, after hearing the first few songs when you're emailing me stuff in 2021, I was like, all right, let's see what the vocals are going to be like in this one. And it's been consistent. Um, mm-hmm. And I, 
you know, it doesn't have to be avant-garde or, or wild, but like it, it's, it's definitely got its own stamp to it, you know? Um, yeah. So I think I was also going to say, I think if you kind of go into it with like, it's kind of a fail safe to say that like this, you know, it can just be a meme or a joke. And like, if you ever want to <laughs> jump ship, you totally could. Yeah. It's like, it, it makes you kind of bulletproof and you can right. keep playing and feel comfortable playing with stuff and just saying, you know, whatever, like we're just having fun with it. Yeah. between phases of taking myself really seriously and thinking like oh like you know i have no business like being on a stage and then like the other perspective is like eh, whatever right <laughs> you know like i don't know like yeah like jumping around and having fun I think that, yeah i just want to jump around and have fun and do something fun and like you know i don't think we we're not trying to be impressive necessarily we're not trying to be anything other than who we are and you know, we and, just and are people that, that comes love to through. jam. Yeah, and that comes through. It's, it's, a, it's a sincere element of your guys' uh, sound, at least, you know? Yeah, um, I think we uh, we right. definitely wanted just to embrace the scrappiness, the inherent scrappiness of everything we make. Um, right. Again, just because, like, at a local level, too, we were talking about releasing and releasing schedules, but it's like, yeah. at the point that we're at, we care more about you know putting things out in a timely fashion or at least semi-timely fashion than holding on to it for a year and a half two years and, and polishing it up because at the end of the day we're not trying to be polished anyway uh and there's right. so many bands that i feel like i listen to that embrace that side of of diy music and, and self-recording and all of that and it sounds great to me so 
that kind of encourages us to just keep kind of pushing forward and, and making new stuff and and just trying to be as creative as possible. So I kind of wanted to talk about how okay cool translates live. Is it just the two of you? I haven't seen you guys obviously um performing the stuff live do you have people coming in helping you out with other instrumentation how how's how's that work yeah the full cast and chorus shows up um <laughs> okay. in that case it's, it's usually our very good friends josh kane on the drums and ryan sure. kibasa on the lead guitar right. um and i have been uh i used to be in josh's band pretty pleased which is still active ryan is still in that band as well um, so that's how I got to know them, and they are great. They're amazing musicians. Uh, we are so happy they want to help us play these songs live. Cool. Um, and plus, like you know, they they give their own little uh, spicy notes on on the songs too, and you know, flush them out in, in ways that like make sense to their style, which is always fun to see. Um, so like, there's just nothing better than you know, just a, at the end of the day, I'm just playing music with a group of friends. It just couldn't be better right um yeah so we've just been rocking with that setup and it's been great and they're purely like you guys are definitely a duo in terms of a creative entity like they just come in as live support yeah. for you guys right yes they are okay cool the live experience the yeah live i know experience. people think that might be weird or something but i i mean honestly when you have it set up that way and like you yeah. ask them would right. you be cool with just like playing these parts and they're right. like yeah that sounds fun yeah. yeah, as long as there's an understanding, it's you know, totally, you can do you want. everyone's right. cool. Everyone's having a great time. Yeah. And honestly, it's like it's a way of being in a band with like a little less pressure to exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's yeah, I would. Like, I I wanted it to be like as as little as least work for them as possible. Sorry, <laughs> I I you're not an Irish accent. The least work for them as possible. Um. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't. I don't. I don't want it to be a burden. I want it to be something fun. Um, right. And so, you know, I, I would make these instructional videos and try to help out as much as I can and, and help them get the hang of it. And of course, they're great. So they did. Um, and then it's it's really fun then to see them, you know, put their creative selves into their own bands. Uh, Ryan has a band called Background Character. They're amazing. OK. Um, and then Josh's yeah. band Pretty Please. So they're they're doing their own stuff, too. Um, and I, I love listening to what they've got going on. And they're all fantastic live. So go see them. <laughs> yeah, or shout outs it's a lot of like venn diagrams of people who's yeah. in a band and someone who's in a band and a band and a lot of overlap mm -hmm. yeah that's that's healthy though i think um especially in, in your guys context of being a duo but um again going back to the concept of like kind of aggregation and network though um you know you still have the ability to kind of you know not have to have the um overhead of everybody in a creative process like you just keep that constrained to your vision but you have you know a good group of friends who really respect what you guys are yeah. creative that, artists good. yeah because me and Bridget always say that we share like one brain cell basically one brain cell so it makes it really easy to like agree on doing things whereas the more people you kind of get together to do a project the less control you kind of have which is also totally fun and a good a good part to play in a band too but it's just like it's a different experience honestly yeah and i think like we've been in different bands like for years and i think we just kind of came to the conclusion that you know whenever we did have opinions on things they would always line up and so yeah now that we're just doing it with us like it just kind of makes sense and things go really quickly and smoothly whenever we have an idea and someone adds something they're always just like oh yeah i like that um I, I don't know. I think it's just like it's the kind of thing where it's like if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And 
I just have a lot of fun doing it. And also because like, you know, I think a lot of the material is very emotional and, you know, I, it's, it's a lot easier for me to send ideas to my best friend than like a group of five people or something like that. It's just like kind of this thing where it's like, especially for, you know, all the stuff you like, the public is never going to hear. Um, like, it just feels like I can be that vulnerable and not worry as much. Cause like, you know, even after we've released like a couple things now, I, I still, you know, admittedly, I'm, I'm pretty self-conscious about a lot of stuff I write. Um, yeah. It's it feels a lot safer just sending it to one person and you know having that kind of be something. Yeah, I'll send her, I'll send Bridget some really crap songs, but it's like I could send it and then I can be like twenty minutes later. Actually, that was not good. And then, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like we've gotten really comfortable sending each other crap. Right. <laughs> yeah. You guys are honest with each other. Because right. I think like if you're gonna write songs together, I think like if you have that understanding of like I'm gonna send you a lot of things that ultimately aren't good. Yeah. And like if we can actually just like come together on things that we both agree are good and you know are comfortable with just like scanning over the rest and moving on i think that's really key yeah to yeah. like eventually having something that you're both really proud of absolutely so yeah do you guys um bridget are you pretty much the person who comes up with the bulk of the stuff or do you guys both have like a kind of a catalog of stuff you're writing and then you just bounce uh, ideas and, and songs off of each other the songs pretty much happen like one at a time they pretty much okay. all get like their own space but as far as ideas go it really is kind of random um okay. i think like the first ep I don't know. I mean, it depends. You know, sometimes it'll be like a, a minute long demo from me and then like Haley will add the next part. Um, okay. Or like when Haley adds the bass part, it kind of takes on a new like feeling and then that kind of propels the song. Yeah. Um, I was also going to say another thing that helps is like um, I could play guitar and I'll sing on demos. And I don't sing on the last cuts usually, but it's just like. Just to get the idea out there, like the yeah, structure can, in place, right? Yeah, she can play a lot of instruments, and then we we also have like you know fake drums you could put in in right. Logic or whatever. So it's fake like, drums are awesome, right? But like yeah. any person can kind of contribute weird little things. And, yep. Yep. Uh, there's definitely primary stuff that we both do, but it's like nothing. I wouldn't right. say that there's any one thing that one person has written except for drums being mostly Bridget. <laughs> mostly me, yeah. Yeah, we've gotten, it's fun to see, like, because we, we do a lot of demo making, like, ourselves and passing it to the other person electronically, Yeah, like, we've gotten better at, I don't, I don't know, I don't consider myself a software wizard at all, Haley is, like, trained in audio, audio engineering and knows a lot more than me, but, like, I've had to really become better with my, like, program, I use Logic for Mac, and, like, right. It, it is such an uphill battle for me because I just am not the kind of person who thinks in a way that aligns with software and internet things, but right. um, gaining the tools, you know, I guess the hard way through just experience and doing it over and over again to like yeah. help myself write has been really rewarding. Um, and we've both kind of been able to get what we want a little bit faster and a little bit easier every time we go to make a demo or go to write. Okay. So that's been a cool thing. That's as much a part yeah. of the songwriting process as anything, I think, because you have to be really close to like your vision as you can. Yeah, we've been picking up like gear over the years, right. uh, pedals and stuff like that, and I just like you know watch a shit ton of videos about things that I may be interested in, and yeah, 
kind of things that you know you save up for for a long time um yep and then you can purchase and then it opens up this whole new door like i think last year i bought a really big like interface that we could like i could actually record my drums right as prior to that i whenever <laughs> i tried to lay down drums for a demo it just sounded oh, so crap. bad right and yeah. now that i i have actual drum mics on yeah. each of my drums like i can really make a better idea of what i want to do and everything's yep. a lot more clear and yeah. that I feel opened up so many doors and made it so exciting to to do that again. Um, yeah, that's to like awesome. have a mess with stuff. You kind of gave us the capabilities to set up a little recording studio at Bridget's parents' basement, so that's been cool. Yeah. And that's if awesome. that sounds bougie, it's not. Um, no. <laughs> no, but it definitely gets the job done. And honestly, like, yeah, I feel like our aesthetic is kind of garage esque, anyways. So it's yeah. like. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Why try? I feel like a lot of people go in the fancy studios and try and emulate that style or something yeah. but it's like i don't know why yeah, why, why try <laughs> why, why spend all that time and money on doing it when, when why try and spend money right. to make it sound shitty when we can just make it sound right shitty. just buy the shitty stuff and <laughs> right yeah and yeah. also like with the thing being like we are you know people in our 20s that uh, don't have a lot of money and and every dollar yeah. really counts it does um, and I think we put a lot so, of our money more towards mixing because i i truly believe like if you can get a, a good decent recording yeah so much more with mixing uh, that's so absolutely 100 percent mixing and mastering yeah. like i think you talked about that earlier um having somebody else do that is key um yeah. i fought that over the years i've been in numerous bands where we've done diy recordings um and the amount of time you can spend trying to think you get it right but then you go uh, in, in my day um you know going out to the car after you burn a cd of what you think is a master and you put it in the the player in the car and it sounds like mm -hmm. shit mm -hmm. and you're just like oh man it's a process you know? for sure it is yeah. and and, yeah. and you know you, you, from front to back when you're you're writing it you're arranging it then you're bouncing ideas off of your your creative partners oh my god yeah and, and then the worst part is the mixing and mastering because unfortunately ego comes in and perception because now you're not yes, listening I to like the, the whole you're listening to my parts my parts yeah i would oh, i would yeah. record ourselves all day because i think that is so fun to do just together like we just basically are hanging out and yeah. taking our time and kind of nitpicking parts as we go yeah but if i had to mix our stuff i think i would go crazy because i just you can never be satisfied no yeah. it's polishing a turd after a while right yeah. yeah yeah and we you know also like we we talk about like you know stuff we like and why we like it a lot and we both really are fans of the low end and a warm yeah. kind of tone that can envelop the entire thing and mm -hmm. you know the careful balance of everything to the point where you can you can hear what everything individually is is doing without anything really overshadowing the other right um, yeah. so i, I, I think, think we yeah. have a lot of similar opinions on production stuff and it works out pretty well yeah i think that kind of also comes from the fact that in the last couple of bands we've been in we've been the rhythm section together <laughs> yeah there's really i don't know we have keen eye on like making sure that that is cohesive and, and mm -hmm. that makes a lot of sense right because i mean yeah. if you guys are able to think as a rhythm section you're able to right you can that extends really well over everything if you guys understand each other on a very fundamental this is the the groove of the song this is mm. the flow of the song and you guys know how to control that together that's kind of everything like right that's, exactly yeah. that's your foundation yeah you, you need it like it's so important the, the embellishments that go on top definitely can add and change and make things you know exceptional or whatever but mm -hmm. i think really if you don't have a good core the foundation is everything yeah 100 percent. 
Yeah, you really feel like established the, the group. Yeah, yeah. You know, people have something they can bob their head to or, you know, it, it keeps them engaged that that sort of hypnosis almost of like if the song has that yeah. hypnotic quality to it, it doesn't have to be super explicit, but like if you know it catches them with that groove, then I mean if it's subtle, that's that's part of it too. Yeah. It chooses to be but I mean right. it's so interesting because it's something that I don't think people even realize is kind of carrying yeah the field song because it's like yeah my my parents neighbor came to one of our shows once or something and she she said that was great but i like didn't even she couldn't tell what i was playing the entire time <laughs> some people do not like have a keen ear to pick out right bass parts yeah. so what a bass and sounds like totally, like i just don't think that they know it oh. but i think that's fine it's just like people don't realize how much weight that kind of carries yeah the overall oh absolutely So uh, how how did you guys decide to come up with a label? What was the impetus behind that? Pandemic. Pandemic. <laughs> we were, this was at the very beginning when like, uh, I don't know, I was out of a job. I, were you out of a job too, Haley? I can't remember. No, I just remember really like, kind of shit talking. We were so <laughs> bored. Like we were just so <laughs> damn bored with like everything and feeling right. so restless and like talking about the idea of like, I don't know. I think maybe just having a sense of control over something was better than nothing because that was a very powerless time. Mm -hmm. And like, we also are people who really enjoy, like, I don't know, actually linking up with other people in our scene and like talking to them. And like, right. I've always maintained the, like the opinion that like, we're just better if we all work together than if we try and like keep to ourselves and be Amen. separate. Yeah. Um, and there's just so many nice people we'll meet at shows anyway, where it's like, you know, we decided to sell 
I wanted to sell merch online for a while anyway, and there are ways to do that, you know, through your own mm -hmm. camp and through your own big account if you want to measure that and, and do all of that kind of um, accounting. But I personally hate, you know, having things like the band stuff be part of my personal account. I think I just cannot manage it very well. And so I think right. it was a good excuse yeah. to make something separate that we could then kind of categorize in our heads um, yeah. And once we were able to kind of throw stuff online and, and have that all sorted out, we thought like, I, I wonder if anyone else would want that too. Like if anyone else would want it to be a separate thing and not have to take care of it all within your own thing. Cause it gets yeah, really, I was oh, just yeah. say, a lot more like behind the scenes, like boring shit that yeah. you have to do. In bands the business side of being in a band and putting out your yeah. own crap. And, and stuff merch that's just and, hard. Right, yeah. You've never yeah. done it. You're like, I don't even know where to start. And to be a musician, you mm -hmm. kind of do like a Swiss army knife of a person sometimes. So uh, all the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's help people with that a little bit. Right. You know, yeah. It's, it's not, I think like the, the merch stuff is most of it, but you know, we've had other people like, um, you know, even if they don't have plans for merch or whatever, just hit us up in regards to any advice we can give. And we right. definitely don't claim to be experts in this field. I mean, we, right. know, but, you know, but it's like the kind of thing where it's like, this is what I know, like, this is what I can offer you. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we're not, it's not really the kind of thing where we're like, we want to make the big bucks. Like, honestly, we just want something fun to put ourselves into and meet cool people and, and make cool stuff. It's know? like an aggregation tool. Like you're just yeah. kind of taking your scene and just kind of making a, a catalog of it in a sense. I mean, that's, yeah, that's the impression I get. Right. People will reach out and they're like, you know, do you know any graphic designers? Do you know any uh, right. people who just make a music video? And it's just like, we are like, where do you put the shirt and things? Like recommend our friends and people that we've talked to and people we've worked with. And it's definitely not like we know everything, but it's just like, you know, we have a little community network. And if you want to be part of that, for sure, we'll send you some recs. Right. Yeah. It's definitely not the kind of thing that we think like anyone can't do on their own. It's just kind of like, if you don't want to, I will, <laughs> you know? Right. Um, and that's been fun. It's been cool to help people get from point A to point B. It was really rewarding, especially to see uh, Norm Marks release yeah. their, their LP. I think that was such a, a proud moment for all of us. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, they were a pig for sure. Yeah. They Absolutely. put a lot of time us to like um, kind of work through their whole release. And, and it's really, like, it's really inspiring to see a band like like them like really take it so seriously and try so hard in a world of you know bands that i don't know they go about things maybe not in the wrong way but in a much more less effort way and then you know right get frustrated when it doesn't do anything but with someone like them who has like so much drive and, and talent and like ambition it's an energy very yeah. easy to work with yeah. that because you're getting you're getting it met halfway and it's easy to kind of match that and, and take that yeah. energy and, and replicate it I, yeah, I think they you, a great job integrating themselves in the scene for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. They're good um, champions of the scene, I guess you could say. Um, Shout out I, 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 I yell at Michael quite a bit about going to sleep. Um, Cause he's <laughs> on Instagram at two in the morning and I get a ding and I'm like, go to sleep, Michael. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but I mean, he's on everything and he's, he's doing it. I mean, he's, you know, yeah. I, I mean, he's not just doing it online too, or it's performative. It's like, he's actually going to shows and he's really, you know, part of that network effect you're kind of mentioning yeah. is really the, the net result of what you guys are doing with the, with take a hike, you know, it's like an aggregator. In that sense. Yeah, I was just gonna say, we're like, we're lucky to be a part of it. Honestly, I don't feel like we're the or anything like that but i love all these you guys are conduit for that though i mean and there's yeah, so great. i feel so fortunate to be part of the chicago scene right now definitely well, you guys are helping remake it 
Um, I think it too is just like such a relief to have shows back. Yeah. So, de- so depressing when there's no shows, man. Oh, absolutely. Think, yeah. Everyone's got a little bit more of a fire under their ass to, to do more. Stuff absolutely. Now. And it, it's a good time for that in the sense of it's new, you know, things are kind of reset in a sense. Yeah. A lot of the way we go about booking shows and, and doing things has changed. I mean, the mechanics of like doing all the stuff is still there, but um, the one thing I keep coming back to is I, I've been watching lineups and now I'm actually starting to get out a bit more myself and I'm starting my own booking cycle for my band. Oh, great. Um, the intentionality is a lot different now. People are paying attention as talent buyers and as promoters, mm-hmm. as opposed to just, you know, making it a shit show where you're, I'm just going to fill out Wednesday night with whatever comes across my email thread and, and mm-hmm. let's see if they can, they can just fight it out in the club and, you know, whoever gets mm-hmm. whatever, you know. Um, yeah, there's just so much more intentionality. And I think that's, that's a, a positive result of like people yeah. are really thinking about who are, we, who are we playing with? What room is it? What is, you know, what is the point now of doing all this? Cause I think that, um, um, we took it for granted before of like, oh yeah, there's always going to be clubs. There's always going to be shows. There's always going to be these mm. things around, but like having it go and away then- for yeah yeah like some of the some of the clubs that we know and have always considered kind of a staple of the town like almost straight up closed it was very scary well i forget who i was talking to also but um i think it was somebody from pink squeeze so shout out pink squeeze but um we were just saying that i think the pandemic a little bit kind of weeded out some people and what's left over has created kind of like a tighter core of people who are still you know swimming at it and not to right. say you have to be like taking things so seriously or be whatever to be in the music scene, but it's just like has left a tighter group of people. Yeah, right. I think it's just nice to to be able to work on something like meaningful now that we have the opportunity to, you know. Right. Yeah. That is nice. That is nice. Um, so with uh, again going back to like take a hike, like are you guys expanding your roster? Like are you bringing more artists in? Is it more of a somebody hits you up? you know, you kind of help them out sort of thing. Like, like, is there's, there's, is there a drive to make, take a hike to be like this giant conglomerate or is it just more of a, <laughs> we're going worldwide, baby. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I think typically how it works is like somebody will hit us up on an email with a question and we'll, we'll kind of field it however we can. Um, okay. Sometimes, you know, we, I think the only times we've like turned people away, we still will send them with links and stuff, but it's just like, we're, working on our own album cycle or something like that where we don't have the time to yeah it's just you know here's some some links that can help you out sorry we can't you know devote our time to this right now but yeah yeah i think it it's kind of meant to be something that we can you know a cool thing that we can devote part of our free time to um i think that's really kind of all we, we have in mind for that and i think like it takes several forms like we do the the merch shipping and you know we'll answer some emails from people and um I've helped a couple of friends now like plan their tours and that's been really cool. And I think like the things that, um, some things that, you know, I've, I've like learned from that kind of thing will just influence the next thing that we do, um, for, for whoever wants that advice and whoever wants that service. So I think like, as we just grow our own skills as people, we can always just use that for whatever comes our way for, for take a hike and anyone who really wants that help. You guys actually have your own shop and you, you do your fulfillment with that or you partner with, um uh, a company to do fulfillment yeah so that kind of depends on you know urgency and where where people are at with merch and what they specifically want yeah. but for the most part we've um 
since back in back in my early days of being in bands, my mom kind of taught me this where you can order shirts wholesale. Yeah. From your website if you have like a business account. Yep. So we set that up. You can order shirts wholesale for cheaper and you can get them blank shirts. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 You know, printed for cheaper. So it's just kind of like cutting the corners that, you know, maybe a traditional shirt printing shop would do for you, but yep. then upcharge one. Yeah. Um, that's kind of what we've been trying to offer other people to to kind of get them the in and the discount. Um, we have had a little bit of bad luck recently with like some weird printing shops going a little MIA and stuff like that. So oh. we trial and error. Kind of have to yeah. A, yeah, we place to go. But so far, you know, we've been we've been working well with that. And then we've also worked with Modest Merch in the past. Mike. Like, right now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right now, but yeah. yeah. And I, I, it's obviously a very small scale operation. So like, yeah, he's you know, one man. When we when we oh yeah, him and, and us too. Where it's yeah. like yeah, you know, as I get the order come in. Uh, we use limited run for our website and for yep. the, the sale and everything. But when that comes in, I, I see the address. We'll put it in USPS. We'll print those labels and we'll just take them to the post office ourselves. Um, yeah. And then yeah, we, we gather a couple shirts from every band that we have and we mm-hmm. ship them out. Yeah. And then depending on, on, you know, if somebody wants us to have some inventory, if they want to split it up with us for online stuff or, you know, if I've uh, sold in person for a couple different like times, if I can. Okay. Um, at people's shows yeah just just anything we can help with we're happy to do that's cool yeah yeah i, I, I was gonna say mike at modest merch he's great at like a quick turnaround with, he is you know good yeah. great quality stuff so yeah if a design yeah. is able to be screen printed he's definitely a great yeah. person to go yeah. to yeah he will it's he will so proof fun. the heck out of that too i i, I do <laughs> i run all my merch through him yeah um and i've had a few things where i, I have a the guy who does the the artist who does the artwork for my band um we've had to go back and actually simplify a bunch of his paintings uh, just to get mm-hmm. it to where it's screen printable or he had to do a transfer that's transparency. Awesome. Um, and Mike's patient. So that's too. Yeah. We've learned a lot about that too. Like yeah. uh, the whole process, we wanted to print uh, the surrealist album cover on a shirt and have it look like photographic. Huh. And basically <laughs> would have been like astronomical. Yeah. Yeah. All the different layers of what they have to put on right. to get that gradient. You're at, right. So we, we learned about DTG for that, which is direct to garment. And it's basically a printer for shirts. So, I mean, we're, we're definitely learning as we go. And that's why we don't tell anybody that we like, you know, we don't, we don't know everything. But we're kind of just, as it situationally happens, we'll look into stuff for people and we'll figure out what we can do and where we can do it and kind of just go from there. Yeah. yeah. Once we have that knowledge, we never lose it, which is cool. Right. Unless we forget. And- Unless we forget. <laughs> Then you write it down. Um, write it down. <laughs> uh, but I think the your approach is really cool. It's refreshing. It's like you're just there to help. You know, it's not so yeah. much really so much about oh we're going to be the Warner BMG of the 2020s or whatever. No, no. we're not like trying to take people's money. We're going right. to be the new Tesla baby. And the new t- yeah, <laughs> you guys are going to go buy Twitter in two years, right? Yeah. I'm going to go buy. Well, Twitter. that's kind of funny when people are like, "Oh, would you sign us or something?" And it's like we don't. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, like sure, that. kid. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I know it's it's not like that. We can't we can't right. give people money. We don't really have money ourselves. Right. Uh, but you know we can give you our effort or our knowledge or you're just our trying advice. to help right you know? that's noble yeah cool. we're just bored <laughs> you're just bored <laughs> something to do something to do cool. it sure is <laughs> but thanks so much for chatting with me it's good talking to you guys tonight and um yeah we'll we'll see you soon cool thanks Sweet. so much eric Appreciate take care it. have a good night 
Check out OK Cool at okcool.bandcamp.com for the latest release of Songs from the Spare Room. We just heard tracks off of that tonight, along with um, their previous EP, uh, The Surrealist, which was uh, out last year. Um, you can also uh, learn more about Take a Hike Records, their label, uh, takeahikerecords.limitedrun.com. I'll have links for both of their sites up on the feature page with this episode, along with the killer um, guest list playlist that has been curated as a companion for this episode. Uh, thanks again for listening. We're going to close the show with one more track. Uh, this is Hyper Vigilant. Hyper <laughs> Vigilant.